0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey! Roto-Grinders presents your first word in daily fantasy sports. The Morning Grind. Stevie TPFL and company are here to jumpstart your analysis on today's DFS Slate. Let's go! Without further ado, here's your host, Stephen Young. Hey
1: everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Friday, it is December 28th. It's 2018, and we have 10 basketball games to talk about here on today's Slate. It's been a little while, but a good friend of the podcast, Killer B. Brett,
2: how are you doing, my friend? Good. Uh, You know, there's, uh, yeah, we tried to get together, what, maybe three, four weeks ago, uh, but I had issues on the computer side of things, so uh, it's good to reconnect. Now we're, what, three months into this NBA season, so uh, definitely in the groove, and then uh, we're going to be having our last week of NFL uh, coming up, so... Might lose out on uh, some cu- customers and contests. But, uh, yeah, I, I actually like this uh, time of the year where you lose a sport and you can kind of just focus on one sport in general.
1: Yeah, it just means baseball is getting closer. That's all it means. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's right. Baseball and NASCAR, almost back. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, I get excited for that. Um, I, I like fantasy basketball. It's just – it's so tough sometimes playing fantasy basketball with a family and you know being on the computer at lock and all that stuff. So, I am definitely a one lineup person when it comes to basketball. And um, you know, it, it's fun. Don't get me wrong, it's fun. But it, it's basketball is a lot more stressful um, now than it was like four years ago um, when my daughter wasn't doing all kinds of stuff throughout the week. So, but For sure. we, yeah, yeah. You know we got a lot to talk about here. We're going to jump into that, but before we do that, if you guys haven't checked out our sponsor, make sure you head on over there, check them out. It's fantasydraft.com. If you haven't signed up, go to RotoGrind, click on the Fantasy Draft links and sign up through the grinders website. And that way, if we run any cool promos with Fantasy Draft, which we do from time to time, you'll get access to those promos and awesome stuff that we do with them. So if you haven't checked them out, check them out. They got all kinds of stuff going on. Basketball is up for tomorrow. They got their forty thousand dollar running gun. They got all kinds of stuff for cash game players. They got low dollar tournament stuff. So, if you haven't checked out fantasy draft, I don't know why you haven't. The roster construction is so much different than other sites, and um, I like this little this little four p.m. Sunday night football slate. Now I know they include the Sunday night football game on their main slate. I wish the contests were a little bit bigger for this thing, but that little $25 34 person tournament where it's single entry on those nine games, the real, the nine games that really matter this weekend, yeah, that's a fun it's little contest. So I'm going to be checking that out. Um, I wish they made them a little bit bigger. I think they could have filled them up.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, especially on a nine game slate, um, I'm surprised they didn't go bigger, but maybe that's uh maybe that's something like, you know, they, they normally have smaller afternoon slates, but Think a lot of people will be chasing it uh, afternoon uh, with the last week of the year uh, upon us.
1: I'm just gonna. Most of my guys are playing at four o'clock anyway, so I'm just gonna keep loading up on those four o'clock guys. Go all in. So mm-hmm. um, let's jump into this basketball slate. We start Detroit at Indiana, taking on the Pacers. Two o six total. Pacers favored by seven. Ish Smith is out. Tyreek Evans is questionable. Uh, Oladipo is a little banged up, but it sounds like he is going to play. He got hurt in the Wednesday game. He didn't practice on Thursday. Uh, so we'll have to see how that all plays out. Uh, let's start with the Detroit side of things. What are we looking at here on the Pistons side?
2: Yeah, I mean, this is not a game that I'm going to really want to highly target. Um, both, both teams are, are pretty slow and then also uh, stronger defensively. So, um, you know, Detroit, normally it's, it's usually the big two of uh, Drummond and Blake. But, I, I mean, there's just not much to like here, I think, with those prices at $8,600, 8400 um, Probably can avoid both of those. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I'd probably just avoid this spot in general.
1: Yeah, you know, you, you mentioned it. Like, the defense here um, is it, super solid. You know, the Pacers are number one in defensive efficiency this season they're not worse than seventh to any position this season either. Uh, they've been a really good defensive team. Um, now we look at the Pacers side of things. If Oladipo sits and Evans sits, I-, I could see maybe firing up like Collison or Corey Joseph. Detroit continues to struggle against point guards. And, you know, at their prices, I'm willing to roll the dice a little bit. Um, if Oladipo and Evans are out, like that that has to be the only road that I would play Collison or Corey Joseph in this game?
2: Yeah, I'd be on uh, Collison for sure. He did get a little bit of a price bump uh, from 4300 to 4600 but I don't think uh, that's enough to deter me off of a play there. Um, like you said, the way to attack Detroit is through the guards. Uh, so I think both point guard, shooting guard starting uh, for Indianapolis would be the way to go here. Um, but, yeah, I don't – necessarily like, uh, uh, too much else. I, I guess Bogdanovich, um, is in play. Uh, Tyreek really went off last game. Um, kind of curious why he's questionable. Um, but yeah, only 19 minutes, but he dropped 31, uh, which is interesting cause he's, he's, uh, he's let us down quite a bit this year. So, um, if he is out, yeah, I, I really like the spot for, uh, Bogdanovich and, uh, Collison.
1: Yeah, it was interesting when I was looking at the injury report to to see him pop back up after playing on Wednesday, but you know, knee injuries like I you know, knee injuries pop up so often that you got to be careful with those um, you know, obviously Tyreek's getting a little older, man, he's getting you know, he's keeping up with us. We're getting a little older too, so, you know.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think he's he, he was rookie of the year now what, 8 years ago? So, yeah, I mean, he's got to be he's got to be nearing the 30 mark for sure.
1: All right, well, let's not call 30 old yet. Um, Brooklyn at Charlotte, 220 and a half total. <clears throat> Charlotte favored by four and a half in this game. Crab and Levert still out. Um, we'll start with the Brooklyn side of things. And, you know, obviously this game just happened. It's one of those flip-flop games. We have two of those on the slate. Um, hmm. The Dallas-New Orleans game and this game where they just played in the other, and then they flip it to the other team's home uh, court. I'll be honest, Brett. I really hated that Charlotte Brooklyn game um, on Wednesday, and I wish I hadn't like hated it as much. Um, you know, Dinwiddie went off in that game. I did have Kirks. Um, I guess that's how he says his name. But is that is that how you he's, said? It? He I'm just gonna... he has been crushing, man. Like until Crab comes back, I'm just gonna keep playing this guy.
2: Yeah, he. I mean, obviously it was a was in a triple overtime game uh, last game, so. Uh, they got, they definitely got a lot of minutes. I mean, Kirk's ended up with 39, uh, minutes, but yeah, he still crushed it. And he's, he's been over a fancy point per minute, uh, the last three games. So, uh, at 5,200, I don't think that's enough to get me off uh, a little bit of exposure, but I probably, you know, I think he is going to be pretty chalky because, you know, people are going to see that game, uh, and go right there uh spencer dinwinny uh to me is just the guy just keeps crushing it his price never really goes you know up enough uh i think at 7300 uh i i would like to probably have the most exposure uh to him uh, on brooklyn's side
1: yeah you know he's a guy that I, I feel like i missed the boat the first time and mm-hmm. you know i hate going to those guys after you miss the boat but It's not, it's kind of hard not to, you know, get some exposure to him. Um, You know, you don't expect this game to go to overtime again, but we just saw this game, you know, be a close game. So you kind of expect it to stay close. And, you know, when we look at Dinwiddie, he's a guy that has around a 25% usage on the season. We look at the last two games, 35% in each of those games, 27 and 28 and a half in, in the two games before that against the Pacers and the Bulls. So, the last four games, and uh, really, if we look at the last 10, 10 games, you know the usage has been way over the season average. Uh, so Dinwiddie is a guy that the usage is is climbing right now uh, with Lavert and Crab out. So um, definitely don't mind going to Dinwiddie here. Uh, is there anybody else on the Brooklyn side?
2: Yeah, Joe Harris. Uh, that's I don't know why I didn't bring him up, but Joe Harris uh, for sure. Uh, when Crabby's out, uh, Joe Harris definitely pops if you run court IQ. Uh, he, his usage goes up, his fancy points per minute goes up. So, uh, again, another, uh, spot where he only went up $200. Um, I mean, they played, uh, like all the starters played right around 40 minutes. So don't expect to see that expect to see the 34 to 36, uh, on these guys. But, um, yeah, I, I, really like Joe Harris. I think, I think he's just under a fancy point per minute in this spot with no Levert and crab on the court. You know the thing that I
1: found interesting was, you know, when we look at that Brooklyn, you know, Charlotte game from Wednesday, when we're looking at game flow, like Zeller just didn't get any run in that game, and it, like it wasn't Hernan Gomez that got the run. Uh, Marvin Williams was the guy that got the run in that game, and you know, he's been playing quietly pretty good recently. You know, over thirty-eight fantasy points in three of the last four games. The game he struggled in was Boston, and if you look at that matchup, it kind of makes sense that he would struggle there. So. Is this a spot? Maybe we go back to Marvin Williams, or is this price caught up with his production?
2: Yeah, I've been buying a lot of Marvin uh, on a on a different site other than DraftKings or Fantasy Draft. Uh, so it's like a spot where I've been trying to get exposure to him, but getting exposure to him on a site like Yahoo where he was cheaper. Um, I don't know if I'll necessarily go there on uh, DraftKings or Fantasy Draft here, but um, it's you're right. He's been he's been super solid of late. Uh, he's just at that threshold where i don't like to buy i, I don't think like he has enough upside at at 5300
1: you know you know what you could do though you could use him as a pivot off of kirks who is you know right at the same price same game um you know maybe running like a dinwiddie and you want to run it back with a charlotte player or something like getting off of what could potentially be a little chalky on a 10 game slate you know run it with marvin williams nobody plays marvin williams like nobody likes to play marvin williams i don't like to play him but I respect the fact that he's been playing really good. And if they're just going to continue to give him run and Zeller is not going to get run, like they got to play some type of big guy.
2: Yeah. I guess what I need to do is see, did Marvin Williams actually soak up center minutes? Because if that's the case, which I don't know how many center minutes like he would ever get, but I, I guess I don't know how small they went if Zeller and, Hernan Gomez didn't uh, uh, really soak up a lot of the minutes in triple overtime. But, uh, I mean, did there Frank...
1: There's double overtime. Oh, double
2: overtime? Because yeah. D- Frank didn't play at all either. He's kind of been out of the rotation. So... They um, rolled...
1: It was Batum, Kimba, Lamb, Monk, and Williams. So he had to play the five. Yeah, um, man.
2: So if he is getting center minutes, I mean, that's where you want to attack. Uh, Brooklyn is uh brooklyn's terrible uh rebounding so yeah you definitely want all the center minutes possible a- anybody that's closer to the rim uh should should have plenty of easy putbacks
1: yeah i just pulled up game flow on that double overtime game uh just to kind of get an idea of what we were looking at and it looked like he was playing the five um against like jared dudley
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's a spot you want <laughs> yeah like that's ridiculous it's phenomenal
1: so um, yeah the fact Cheers. that he got, like you said, the fact that he got minutes at the five and they weren't – like, they didn't run – they run Hernan Gomez a little bit in the fourth quarter, uh, about five and a half minutes. And then, like, Zeller didn't come back in after he checked out in the third quarter. So, like, Marvin Williams played a lot of minutes at the five in this game.
2: Right, and Brooklyn's been trying to go small. Like, they want to cut Jared Allen's minutes. Um, I mean, they've been even going with – uh uh was it at Davis at center quite a bit. So uh, I think, I think they would rather go small themselves. So I can see this exact same thing happening, you know, Um, which now, now you've talked me right back into Marvin Williams. If he's getting center minutes, uh, I, I definitely like that.
1: Oh, it's just like, we look at this game and like both teams went small, like Allen and Davis, they played 14 and 24 minutes. And like Jared Dudley played 31 minutes. And, <laughs> most of those minutes came when marvin williams was on the floor so uh, you know it just kind of you know it kind of shapes up um right obviously you know so we'll, we'll have to see how it works out but like you know it's definitely something to note like this game just happened so we got a really fresh idea of what could happen again
2: right and those rebounding uh rates will just go through the roof when you have no centers down low and you know so uh, a lot more opportunity for uh for marvin williams and uh kirk's
1: all right. Uh, moving on. That's, that was definitely more interesting than I thought it was going to be Charlotte yeah. or Chicago at Washington two sixteen and a half. and a half, Washington favored by four and a half in this game. Portis is out and Otto Porter is out. Um, we'll start with the Chicago side of things. What are we looking at here on the bulls?
2: Yeah. So now that Levine's back into this rotation, it kind of um, muddies usage up a little bit. Um,
1: And they not to interrupt you, but they already announced that he's going to re-enter the starting lineup. Oh, okay. For Friday,
2: so starting lineup would be Chris Dunn, Zach Levine. Uh, They're taking out Holiday, or no? They would keep Holiday at the small Ford, so he would be replacing uh, that Archie. Archie. Yeah,
1: Yeah, Archie.
2: Okay, so yeah, man. Now it's like. There's not a lot of usage to go around between, I mean, this is a spot where you want to get some Chicago exposure, but with marketing, Don, and Levine all taken away from each other, I don't know. I, I, I'd I want uh, Levine out of all three of those guys because I still feel like his price is depressed uh, to where he was, especially early on the year. So uh, give me some Levine exposure, but I think I think this is a spot where you have to get off of Don and Marketing
1: yeah like you know uh, this is a spot that's really interesting um just on on paper when you think about it it's like you know we know the usage is going to be probably levine getting the the most usage with dunn and marketing probably close behind him um the real question here you know something that i always try to do like in large field tournaments is i try to find that like six man bench guy that you get to get some usage. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's going to be Parker because they're not giving him hardly any run. Bobby Portis is out. Wendell Carter has been all over the place. Like, is it crazy to maybe like on a FanDuel like punt with like a Shaquille Harrison or maybe Archie? Like, which of these two guys could be the guy that scores off the bench? Um, is where like in who's going to play 25 minutes off the bench and score? is what I'm going to try to figure out with the Bulls here.
2: Yeah, and I think I think it's Shaq for sure. You don't want Archie in depressed minutes. I mean, uh, you're just getting by with like 30-some, you know, 32 Archie minutes before. So uh, Shaq Harrison is a fancy point-per-minute guy uh, and off the bench with a pretty bad second unit, a uh, second unit that doesn't have Jabari Parker uh, in it anymore. Uh, makes me think that Harrison will get a lot of uh, that usage. And he's been getting over 20 minutes the last four games. So even with Levine back in that rotation, he got 23 minutes. So, um, yeah, give me give me Shaq Harrison uh, in GPPs for sure. And
1: I think it would only be a FanDuel play for me. I think I'd do it as like my FanDuel punt play, 3,600 over there on FanDuel. Like that punt type play that he could get like 20 and save a guy that doesn't do really well or something, frees up some salary to maybe play like Anthony Davis or some of these other studs we're going to talk about. That'd that be the spot that I think I'd target it. But anytime we get like a full, like, you know, healthy starting five again, um, you know, trying to find that bench guy in large field tournaments is always something that I like to do. And, you know, obviously it's Washington too. They don't play defense. So, you know, that's another thing that to kind of note here. You know, the other team that doesn't play defense, Chicago Bulls, and obviously we get the Washington Wizards against them here. Um, you know, when we're looking at the slate, Washington has a really healthy implied total. Um, what are we doing here with the Wizards?
2: Yeah, so one of the more unique, like, home road splits on the year is John Wall. Uh, he just – man, he's, he's crushing it. So uh, this is just via DraftKings if you hit splits – uh, at home, he's averaging 49.6 fantasy points per game. And on the uh, road, he's averaging 37.2. So over 12, uh, drafting points difference there between the two, uh, which is, you know, going to be one of the larger splits you see, um, in the league. So, uh, at home, give me exposure to John wall. Um, it doesn't matter who the bulls start at guard they're They're really bad, uh, at defense here. So, um, yeah. Uh, I think John Wall would be the first guy in and um, that's probably it. I don't know if I want to see, man, like I got, I got kind of burned. I, I tried to, I tried to roll out a little Thomas Bryant the other day and he, uh, he didn't get the, I thought he was going to get somewhere around 22 to 24 minutes and he only got 14 minutes. So I'm probably not going to go back there. Um, but you know, there's multiple spots that you can tie Uh, attack, uh with Chicago, but usually I'd like to attack him through the point guard and center.
1: Yeah, you know, you're 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 a cash game guy, you like playing cash games. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a Riza guy you're looking at. You know, he's come over and put up at least 30 in four out of five games, he's still under 6k. Like, seems like a guy that can get you 6x, and you know, it, his minutes make him, you know, such a high floor play.
2: Yeah, he's. I mean, he is a 3-and-D guy, and, like, my gosh, his his steals since he's come over have been phenomenal. Seems like he's always always in the right place at the right time. Um, so, I mean, obviously you get a little bit more of a steal upside on sites like Yahoo or FanDuel. Um, but, yeah, his, his minutes is what's awesome, right? I mean, uh, coming off of 38 minutes, I feel like in any game that's a non-blowout, um he's he's gonna see high 30s uh of, with minutes so yeah i, I i'm right there with a reason that's probably the second guy that i would have um the most love for so is jeff green uh available in this game i know yeah he, he got
1: was. he got in foul trouble the other night like okay, if you so play jeff green the other night it was pure foul trouble it was the most tilting thing like anybody that played green he just he picked up fouls like it was going out of business. And, like, if you're playing tournaments, this might be a good spot with Porter out to go back to the well here against Chicago.
2: Yeah, but, I mean, I, I think I think they also just didn't put him back in. Like, I, I'll have to look at court IQ um, here, but I'm pretty sure Jeff Green, like, after he got in his fall of trouble, he never came out for, like, his normal fourth quarter. I think he was benched the whole fourth quarter. So, uh, at He's that point. abused. I, yeah, at that point. <laughs> At that point, I just thought he was hurt. So uh I didn't I didn't know it was just strictly foul trouble. But yeah. Yeah, so he
1: picked up two fouls in the first quarter and then he picked up one in the second quarter. He played uh eight eight of his minutes in the first half, came out in the third quarter and picked up a quick foul, which gave him four fouls, and then he didn't check back in the game. So he played
2: one minute in the uh in the second half. That's that's they
1: what it went was. with um Ian Mahini. He played, I think, twenty eight minutes in that game the other night. Um, and he also they needed his out. size against like Drummond, so yep. I don't think I don't think it's uh, gonna be a size issue here, though. I think he'll be. I think Jeff Green is actually in the prime spot for a bounce back after I think about it a little bit more.
2: Yeah, yeah, and you'll get him for low ownership for what he did uh, last game. Yeah, that's that's why I was big on Thomas Bryant um, also versus Detroit. I was assuming that he would uh, play about half the game because I thought they needed uh, multiple bigs, you know, versus Detroit, but. Yeah, kind of, kind of there with you with uh, Jeff Green, uh, just depressed ownership. But I think John Wall first guy, and then Ariza would be my second guy.
1: Yeah, those guys, those last few guys, just straight large field tournament plays. Um, You know, if you're playing like single entry, you probably don't need those type of guys. Um, Moving on, my Magic facing Toronto here. No total in this game. Um, Game notes have Kyle Lowry is out, and Valanciunas is still out. you know, every once in a while, I get the magic right, and I finally got him right the other night uh, with DJ Augustine. He just went bonkers against Phoenix the other night. Nice. Um, let's start with the Toronto side of things. No Kyle Lowry instantly gives usage bumps and minutes bumps. Uh, what are you doing here with Toronto?
2: Yeah, so Fred VanVleet was a lot more popular than I thought he would have been uh, last late. I just think he's priced uh, he's priced right for uh, you know with No Lowry. So I don't know how much love I have for him, but I think mixing in Kawhi makes a lot of sense here. Um, even Pascal, uh, I, I, I like a, a little bit here. Um, I mean, all hinges, obviously, on Lowry being out. It looks like he has already ruled out. So, um, yeah, and, yeah, that's probably that's probably where I stop my exposure is just uh, Kawhi up top and then uh, Pascal.
1: You know something that's interesting to note in 260 minutes this season, like Ibaka's usage goes down two and a half percent, and his fantasy points per minute go down point two um, when Lowry and Val- Valanciunas are off the floor, and like that could equal out, but that makes sense too. Uh Lowry's a guy that can can create, and um, you know could get easy buckets for Ibaka, so like Ibaka would be probably be somebody I would stay away from here, but like Kawhi. 35% usage with Lowry off the floor this season, averaging 1.4 fantasy points per minute. Like he, he's just a top-end safe play, and if this game stays close, um, you know he could crush here because the Magic still don't know how to play defense. Um, I watch it way too much, um, but I definitely agree with the Pascal call. He's interesting. You know, really, the only guy that gets a downgrade is, is Ibaka, which you know, it makes sense if you think about it uh with Lowry's you know ability to create so um the magic here on on the other side of this game like there's not a lot that stands out to me I I think Vooch is a guy we can keep playing you know I I think that his price has come down maybe too much here you know this is a guy that we were paying 9k for at the beginning of the week and now he's at 8200 like I love finding like these price decreases where they're like, it seems like it's too much. Um, And and a lot of that had come from that Miami game. That was just an ugly game and he put up 17, but I think this is a good spot to maybe go back to Vooch.
2: Yeah. I mean, you're, you're right about, uh, I mean, he went from 8,900 to 8,200. That's something that's really noticeable Um, in, in a spot where, you know, they're at home. So I expect this game to stay close, but Orlando has been playing really bad. Uh, did you say that there was a line out? Cause I don't have a line. In no of line
1: in this game. Not okay. yet.
2: Yeah. Curious to see where it is. I mean, they they've lost to some pretty bad teams uh, even at home. So um, I mean, I probably, I don't know. I, I think Vooch actually could be cash game viable, especially over on a uh, fantasy draft where you can play five centers. So uh, that definitely sticks out to me, But outside of that, I'm probably not gonna go back to the DJ Augustine well. Uh, you got him right last time. Uh,
1: take, the, take the game of Phoenix and run with it. It's not Phoenix anymore.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's nice that he won't see Kyle Lowry defense, but um I still don't think it matters. you you have strong defenders all across on Toronto, so uh, I think I think uh, you bought him at the right time and now you just you kind of stay away
1: we used him we'll wait until he goes back down like 4k again and you know hopefully he draws a good matchup again like Lauer, the only time i'm ever going to play dj augustine is in fast-paced games that i expect to stay close and the orlando phoenix game was a prime example of that um you know the bulls game was really close and he just didn't perform he shot two for nine from that game i think that'd been another game that i would have like played him in so but yeah, I'll, I'll pass on DJ Augustine. Really, the only guy that I have interest in Orlando is Vooch. Um, Aaron Gordon can always break slates. I, I just don't love this matchup. Like Pascal and Ibaka are just, they're not great matchups for Aaron Gordon.
2: Yeah. Uh, I mean, Toronto defends, uh, pretty strong at ev- all five positions here. So, uh, obviously, no Lowry, uh, kind of downgrades the point guard spot but yeah definitely not looking to attack him here uh anywhere else so
1: they've been really good against fours all season like they just they have so much length at their four defending spot like it's just for me i think Aaron gordon is great but just not in the spot
2: yeah and knowing Kawhi can basically shut down one through four i'll and a lot of times they'll put them on their best score so knowing that vooch is safe from high defense is nice. <laughs> yeah, so,
1: no, it, it makes you know it makes a little ton of sense.
2: Yeah, so I, that's maybe more offenses run through Vooch um, If if they put Vooch on like a Fournier or whatever, uh, Fournier has actually been starting to g- get a little bit hotter here. Um, but yeah, definitely uh, only Vooch uh, like uh, exposure for me.
1: I can't talk uh, Fournier every time I talk about him. He, he shoots like one for fifteen from the field, so, um, so it just. he he's like the definition of a a large field tournament play though like he straight shooter um all right moving on atlanta at minnesota uh 229 and a half total here minnesota favored by 10 in this game uh alex lynn has already rolled out prince is out and then jeff teague is out start with the atlanta side of things um Man, I, I, oh, I, Brett, I almost clicked the button so many times on Wednesday on Dwayne Deadman, and I'm still so <laughs> mad at myself that I did not play in Dwayne Deadman on Wednesday. Did yeah. I miss the boat, or do I do I just suck up my pride and and click the button on him here with Lynn already ruled out for this game?
2: Well, I mean, the big thing too was 37 minutes. I mean that that minute total kind of came out of nowhere, um, and it was it was a tough matchup for Deadman, but yeah, he, he crushed it. Uh, and definitely gets like a,
1: Collins had a bad game either. That's the thing that like, it, it still is so frustrating to me.
2: Yeah. You know, yeah. What I did notice is Deadman was, I mean, Deadman was getting a lot of cheap boards, uh, versus in Indianapolis. Um, but yeah, this is a spot where Minnesota, uh, definitely, uh, Towns is, uh, can get exposed down low. So I guess it just matters where you think his minutes will end up. And if he gets anywhere near 30 minutes, I mean, he's, he's over a point per minute guy. So uh, yeah, he's, he's a strong play. If he can uh, see the 30 minutes again.
1: I think it really just comes down to like, this is an eight o'clock game kind of pay attention. He drew the start uh, in the game against Minnesota. If he starts again, um, maybe that's where we just like, you know, you know, play him again. If he doesn't start, maybe we jump off kind of thing. Cause like, you know he he started against Detroit too, I guess, and you know wasn't able to do anything in that game. I don't know if he was in foul trouble or not, but it's just getting the minutes right with a guy like him is always tough.
2: Yeah, yeah, and, and like John Collins is, you know, he's the type of guy that like he he's been crushing it of late. So I think ownership will be always higher on him than a deadman. So. Uh, even though Denman did crush it, I, I still think you're going to get him for a lot lower ownership. So, um, I, I don't hate it, especially in tournaments and, uh, it, it'll be something that I'll have to, I'll have to like watch the news. Obviously if he's, if he's starting, uh, then I think he's got like a great shot of going over 30 minutes. Um, he's definitely cash game viable. With
1: Prince out, I've been talking about Baysmore, you know, the whole time Prince has missed. Like his usage and minutes have just been, you know, really 30 minutes a night. And it all depends on just how he shoots. And, mm-hmm. you know, I did play him the other night. Like, man, I put up like 290 with Brunson in my lineup. I'm still very bitter about that. It, it was so frustrating. Baysmore, 6,100. He has 40 point plus upside. Um, he's certainly somebody I think we can look at in this matchup. This game's going to be fast. This game's going to be. One of the faster games on the slate. And, you know, we can say that again about Atlanta, you know, anytime that they play. But, you know, this is going to be a game. It's projected as the fastest paced game on the slate. Um, it's hard not to like pieces from both sides of this game.
2: Yeah. I mean, with, with Tayshawn Prince out of the lineup, Bazemore has popped the most out of any uh, player. But again, he's at a price point of 6,100. This just seems like a spot where I'm going to sell off. Um, most likely, uh, we'll get Robert Covington defense. So, um, just a spot where I think I, I don't, I don't, I don't think you need to go there. Um, he's priced, he's priced right now. Uh, Prince has been out for uh, almost a month now, so yeah, I, I don't have uh, any love there. You don't think Herder would get um, Covington? Yeah, that's uh, it's interesting. I, I mean, you definitely want to get whoever gets Wiggins defense, so. Um, usually I look at my matchups tomorrow, um, and just kind of research that, but yeah, if you get Wiggins defense, uh, then you're loving, you know, if Wiggins goes on Bazemar, then I think Bazemar becomes a great play. Um, but yeah, if Covington, if they, if they put Covington on him, I just total avoid for me.
1: Yeah, I completely understand. I just, I always think like Bazemar size wise, the two and, you know, Herder, or Herter, however you say, uh, the young kids. Yeah, like he usually, I feel like plays the three, like size wise. But you know, Bazemore is just the guy that man. The usage with the minutes, he's a guy that can average a fantasy point per minute when he gets the minutes. And just, I love playing this guy. You know, he's a guy that's averaging twenty eight fantasy points a night, and um, we just don't talk about him enough.
2: Yeah, uh, I, I guess I'm always afraid of just Atlanta's rotations in general. Like it's always like one of those oh, yeah. things where I'm, I'm. I'm worried like that a guy's going to get uh you know lose out on second half minutes, they're going to get blown out. Um it's just a spot where I think he's priced uh right now. So I I'm going to probably avoid that spot. Yeah, I completely understand. Is there anything else from Atlanta that you want to talk about? No, I think Deadman, Deadman, and that's it for me.
1: All right, well, let's talk about the Timberwolves. They have the highest implied team total on the slate. Uh their team total is Almost nine points higher than their season average. They have the big the highest projected pace bump on the slate. You know, they're just popping all over my model today. And, you know, it, it's hard not to like D-Rose fatigue out. Um, you know, he played 38 minutes coming back from injury against Chicago the other night. Like I just you know, you kinda expect him to play 35 minutes when he's healthy. And you kind of have to overlook the San Antonio game where he got banged up and you just have to, I feel like, just play him at 7,100, a guy that you know has 50-point upside here.
2: Yeah, I know I ran uh, Court IQ uh, last time, uh, last slate, and he was right at about 1.2 fancy point per minute uh, with Teague off the court uh, and Jimmy Butler, I should say, Jimmy Butler and Teague off the court. So, yeah, this is a spot where, I mean, I I think he – He's got like a, somewhere around an average of around 40 points. Um, so, yeah, I feel really comfortable even at 7,100 putting Rose in um, in cash and in tournaments. So, uh, at home, good spot. I think I think almost everybody's in play, but I, Wiggins really um, pops the most for me just at that price tag of 5,800. So depressed. Um, I know he's been hit or miss on the year but i think i i like wiggins at that price at 5800 the most
1: yeah i hate playing him but I, I can't argue with it um i think i like bays more a little bit more than i like wiggins but like i get it um is this is this the spot that like carl anthony towns reminds us that he can put up like 70 fantasy points like doesn't it just seem like that spot
2: yeah yeah i mean he Towns <laughs> hate
1: it he hasn't done anything recently with Covington and you know Sarge and all these guys coming over. It's just like he hasn't done much,
2: right? And like I feel like Town, or Towns, like I don't get right when he's chalky. Um, like uh, I think he goes off in certain weird matchups every once in a while. So, um, I mean, obviously this is a spot where I think his ownership is going to be high. Uh, so in that spot, maybe I'd be a little bit lower than the tournament than the field. Um. But yeah, Wiggins, I think Wiggins, I want to be the most like have the highest share of in comparison to the field, uh, with and then Rose being two, but I wouldn't I not talk you out of Towns or Covington. I think they're all in play.
1: All right, moving on. We'll make up some time on this one. Cleveland at Miami, um, one ninety-eight and a half total, Miami favored by nine and a half. Hood, love, nawaba, thompson all still out on the Cleveland side. Gordon Drogic on the Miami side out. I'll let you Overall, is there anything you want to play in this game? This is a game I'm. I'm just gonna likely X off if Whiteside, um, who who's limited with a hit pointer on Thursday, but it's probable to play if he plays. I'm just gonna probably X this game off.
2: Yeah, I mean, on Cleveland's side, probably just Alec Burks. Um, he's he's priced at 4600. Uh, like I don't know, I've been a sucker for him all year. Uh. But yeah, just, just with like everybody out, like the hoods, Thompson Love, obviously Nawaba too. Uh he's just more guaranteed with the minutes. And he's he's a guy that gets rebounds, assists, um, and steals. So uh I don't mind exposure there, um, but probably avoiding everything else.
1: You're like the only guy that I have a little bit of interest in here is Sexton. He's kind of started, he, you know, he moved into the starting rotation and mm-hmm. He's 5K, and he's been playing 30 minutes a night. Like, I have a little interest in Sexton if this game stays close. It's just this game stinks. This game smells bad. It, it smells like rotten eggs. Like, this game is just a game I just want to – like, if Whiteside sits, I'll play Bam. Like, no doubt in my mind, he becomes one of the top value plays on the entire slate if Whiteside's out. Whiteside plays, just don't love anything here.
2: Right, and Whiteside went off. Uh price. Price. At, I think his season low at 6,600 uh, last slate. So, um, yeah, this is a spot where I feel like if you didn't get exposure last time, you're going to be probably hurting because, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't I, mean, I don't mind Whiteside at 7,100 if he does play. But, uh, yeah, and if he doesn't, then bam, exposure. But I agree with you. I think this is a total avoid game in general.
1: Yeah, Whiteside has massive home road splits too. Um, he's always a guy that I like to play when they're in Miami. Plays more minutes at home too. Uh, it's very interesting his home road splits.
2: Yeah, it is massive.
1: Uh, Dallas at New Orleans, two twenty nine and a half. New Orleans favored by four in this game. Wesley Matthews already ruled out. Um, DSJ is questionable. Um, we feel like I feel like we get him questionable uh, each and every night. Luka is questionable, but they say he's more on the probable side. doesn't sound like he's going to miss this game. And then on the New Orleans side, Miritic has already ruled out for this game. Uh, And Alfred Payton is questionable, but more on the doubtful side um, of things. So he's expected back maybe over the weekend or beginning of next week. So we'll have to see how that all plays out. Let's start with the Dallas side of things. Don't play Brunson. I learned that the hard way. Um, They went with a bigger rotation the other night against New Orleans, and I'd be shocked if they don't do it again here.
2: Yeah. Um again, so, yeah, this so this cool game thing. just happened, so I mean, you can kind of peer into what happened last game. Uh JJ Berea uh stands out to me. It's nice that Wesley Matthews has already been ruled out so we don't have to worry um about those minutes. Uh kind of there with you about with Jalen Brunson, but man, if he's going to get 33 minutes uh at 35 he 0
1: I mean, minutes against this team last game on Wednesday. He played 0 minutes. Like, he went from playing 30 minutes a night, they moved him out of the starting lineup on Wednesday, and he played zero minutes.
2: But don't you think without Wes Matthews, he's going to have to soak up? Uh, Wes Matthews minutes? sat that game, didn't he? Uh, I th- Didn't he? Yeah, he played no, all- he,
1: You know, he ended up playing.
2: He played 28 minutes, you're right. Yeah, so there's more guard minutes to go around. Uh, this is a spot where are we going to be able to get starter news by Locke? Probably not. 8 o'clock it going to be really close. Yeah. So it should be interesting. Brunson is the type of guy that I want him starting. I want to secure those minutes. So if if I don't get starter uh, news, then I just go uh, to J.J. Barea for sure. Um, But yeah, Harrison Barnes makes a lot of sense. You know, Wesley Matthews does have a pretty high usage. Uh, He gets it's quite a bit of shots up. So I think I think a guy like Harrison Barnes definitely uh, is affected Uh, pretty positively and he went down from 6k down to 5600 so yeah i like i like the spot a lot for barnes so do we do we take
1: a shot on maxi cleaver if he is going to start he played 24 minutes against them the other night like if he's in the starting lineup you kind of have to project him around 24 to 25 minutes again and he's 3400 like give me 26 fantasy points at 3400 nobody none of us are going to complain about that but on the flip side of that he had six blocks you know that's 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 a tough ask um you know three rebounds like come on um you know we we kind of expected you know be the other way maybe three blocks with six rebounds but he's cheap enough if he's in the starting lineup i don't hate maybe taking a shot on him
2: yeah i'm gonna probably steer clear that uh they are very thin at the guards so i mean devin harris makes sense too um I know Devin Harris early on in the year. I was uh, playing him uh, when injuries were would arise, um, and he at that point in time was a fancy point per minute guy. So uh, if you know, it should be interesting to see the starting line. I, I would assume you know uh, Jalen Brunson would start here, but uh, probably I would want to. finney
1: Smith too, like.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And like you, Finney Smith the minutes, you know, he, he's, he's not a very strong fancy point per producer. So I don't, even if I get 32 uh, minutes out of Finney Smith, I don't project him for, to have a great game. So even at 3,400, it'd be a tough sell. Um, you know, Donchik's being questionable, even though, okay, it does say he's probably, he's going to play. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to play. Uh, I, I don't mind going right back to Doncic. I mean, this is such a pace up game. Like it would be it would be tough for him not to produce like a mid 40s I think in this spot uh pretty consistently. So I don't I don't mind Doncic even at 8700 which feels way too uh high price but such a good spot for uh Dallas and New Orleans has not been blowing out anybody. So I'm not worried about uh this game being in New Orleans.
1: Yeah, uh, I think uh you could go right back to the well and Luca. You know he's he was a rebound away um, from a triple double the other night. Like you know it, it's just he the upside yeah. he has in a game that's, that's going to be this fast is just incredible. So um, he shot zero for five from three point land in that game too. So knocks down a couple of a couple threes in, in that game, and you know he's probably sitting closer to like sixty. Um, so like he he showed that like he can get to sixty in this spot. So right. Think,
2: take, oh, go ahead
1: uh yeah i was just gonna say you you were about to say the same thing i was gonna say i was gonna say and you take off wesley matthews that adds that adds maybe five extra shots for him too
2: yeah and it's not like he's been uh like even two games ago he went seven of 21 uh i think the big thing is he's getting his shots off he his rebound rate and his assist rate are crazy big and this is a huge uh just pace up spot for dallas uh second highest pace up spot on the slate so yeah, I mean, Doncic should flourish in this in this uh in this game.
1: Yeah, and the thing about it too is like with with um DSJ, if he continues to miss the game, you just the usage is insane for Luca with DSJ off the floor. Um, so it, obviously, if DSJ comes back, I think I probably fade Luca at his price. But if DSJ sits again, like they're saying, DSJ is fifty fifty. But like the usage increase for, for Luca, like he's a 25% usage guy on, on the season. If we look at the, like, the last, what I think it's six games that uh, DSJ has been out 29, 31 and a half, 28, 40, 30, and 33% uh, usage in those games uh, without DSJ. So like the usage increase is just incredible right now.
2: Yeah yeah and this is a spot too if dsj is good to go um and there's no minutes limitation there uh at 5k i think i think he's a great play i mean you want to have guards in these up up tempo high paced games uh and at 5k uh, with no wesley Matthews in this offense uh he's gonna get extra shots so um but yeah i'm mo- mostly focused on on the guards so Berea uh devin Harris if you get a starting lineup that's huge. Um, If Jalen Brunson's starting, I'd like that. Um, But, yeah, kind of wait and see outside of that.
1: All right. On the Pelican side of things, like, you know, it's hard not to consider Anthony Davis one of the top players on the slate. Um, You know, obviously, Westbrook would be the top play on the slate if Paul George ends up sitting against Phoenix, which we'll talk about here in a couple games. But it's hard not to consider Anthony Davis as a top three play on the slate. Um, What are you doing here with the Pelicans?
2: Yeah, so – I just think now the price tag uh, for Drew Holiday is just too high. I mean, at the 9K mark, um, just in a, a slower-paced uh, game against Dallas for uh, for New Orleans, I just – I don't know. I, I don't think I'm, I'm going to go there. Uh, I agree on Anthony Davis. He's going to be – he should be the most popular pay-up uh, guy on the slate for the elite guys. Uh Julius Randle at 7,900, He hasn't he hasn't really come through, but you know, last game he was five of 16. Uh so I mean he's still got he got he got his normal shots. It's just his rebounds and assists were really low. He got in foul trouble. Um I guess he still he still played 37 minutes though. Um but yeah, I, I don't mind going to Julius Randle, and I that would be my second guy to have exposure to. And outside of that, uh, avoiding everything else. If Alfred Payton plays, then it changes everything. Uh, probably avoid uh, everyone um, would have to run court IQ with Elf on. Uh, but I expect Anthony Davis still to be fine, uh, even with Elf. It might actually help
1: him, um, give him a point guard. You know, sure. <laughs> Tim Fraser playing point guard is not the best solution for this team. So, right. Uh moving on, San Antonio at Denver, 215.5 total. Denver favored by three and a half in this game. Uh Barton, Harris, Millsap all still out. Uh let's start with the San Antonio side of things. Um it's just, just a respect for the Denver defense, them being favorites here against San Antonio. Uh
2: y- wait. Denver, Denver's favored, right?
1: Yeah, so I'm saying the Denver defense, like, is, is it's just respect for the defense. All these guys out there are still favored against the Spurs.
2: Yeah, I mean, Denver Denver uh, at home is like, gotta have like one of the best or home court advantages. And then, well, this is one
1: of those uh, just, um, I feel like I'm interrupting you way too much, but like, oh, this is what this is the other. I guess there's three flip flop games. These guys, these teams just played two. Like, this game just happened and the Spurs beat them by eight. So, the fact that like Denver is a three and a half point favorite at home here, I'm just like that's a lot of respect.
2: Yeah, and like I, I just I don't want to have any exposure. I-, I faded San Antonio last game, um, had some exposure to Jokic, which uh, man that Jokic game really hurt. Uh, but yeah, I think I'm gonna kind of do the exact same thing here. I don't I don't have any love for the San Antonio guys. Um, Britton Forbes is interesting. Uh, he did play 30 minutes at 4200. Um, he did he did go up by 400 here, but you know he's starting to see 30 minutes pretty consistently, and at 4200, I, I think I'm okay with that. Um, and it would be just a little exposure, but outside of that, I, I would I wouldn't uh, I'd I'd fade San Antonio.
1: Yeah, uh, you know, I like the new DeRozan. I, I hated DeRozan last year with the Raptors. I like the new DeRozan. Um, he's not this like selfish ball hog. He still gets his shots up, which is great. Mm-hmm. But like he's doing more, he's going to rebound, he's getting assists. Like, this isn't the DeRozan we saw last year. So yeah,
2: his assist I, rates are unbelievable this year. No yeah, true point great. guard in San Antonio.
1: It's fantastic, you know. I, I hate on this guy more than anybody in the industry last year. Um, but you know, I, I respect the new DeRozan so I still think he can put up fifty at eighty-one. I don't think he's the worst play. Um, I always six X from an eight K player is you know is fantastic for me. Um, on, on the Denver side of things, like you know Hernan Gomez got a lot of run against San Antonio on Wednesday. Um, you know he's been a guy that's been you know playing the minutes in games that haven't blown out. But do they go back to the
2: well on him here and let him play in the mid thirties? Yeah, you would think like just with how big his game was, like they're gonna probably not change it up uh, with Hernan Gomez because that was the only thing that uh, went right for them last game. So, um, yeah, it's so he put weird, up a, though they
1: didn't finish with him.
2: Yeah, he put up a stat line that I'd have been okay with uh, Jokic having, and um, yeah, I, I just feel I feel really really. Uh, good about Jokic here now again. Like, I'm gonna go back to this well, uh, which feels kind of weird, but process uh,
1: or what is it? Process over results, right?
2: Yeah, so I mean, he goes down from 9,600 down to 8,800, and it just seems like a spot where they're gonna have a, a revenge on their mind. He was upset on plenty of plays where he wasn't getting the ball, um, in the post, so I mean. Obviously, got uh, they they lost last game. I expect a, a pretty big bounce back spot here for Jokic. So I think outside of that, that's probably um, that's probably the only spot that I, I like here. Um, Hernan Gomez is interesting. Uh, I don't hate it, but I think he's going to be super chalky tomorrow.
1: I don't mind Hernan Gomez. I don't mind Mason Plumley. Uh, I think those guys are getting the minutes. Trey Lyles has kind of been the odd man out. Um, those guys are playing around thirty minutes a night, so. They're both, you know, still in that price range where they're very playable. Um, you know, Brett must not know this. I, I never play Jokic, so I'll let you have your Jokic love. I'm not really? gonna, I'm not gonna hate on that. No, I hate, I love him as a basketball player. I think he's one of the best real life basketball players in the NBA. You know, especially when you consider his size. But I hate playing him in DFS. So um, I, just, Millsap, I never play
2: him. Noel Millsat, Barton and Harris. He's. He's been tickling triple doubles basically the last what two weeks here. So
1: um,
2: yeah, but like even
1: in games that he's like had, he's been close to triple doubles. He's like you know in the mid fifties. Like he's not having those like seventy point games. And he'll have those seventy point games. He'll burn me every once in a while. And you know I, I just I, I don't get him right. I like players in his price range usually more than I like him. And I just I don't typically play him.
2: All right. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's he's definitely a five-category guy. Um, yeah. Uh, he's like the one issue though is sometimes the offense doesn't run through him. So when guys like you know Barton, Harris, and Millsap are back, I totally agree with you. But I mean, this offense should be run through Jokic, and you take those three guys out, and he just pops. So um, yeah, I mean, at this price tag of eighty-eight hundred, I'm gonna I'm gonna be hard on him tomorrow. I hope it works out for you. I really do. (laughs) Thanks, buddy. Um, (laughs) (laughs) OKC at Phoenix,
1: 223 total. uh, Thunder favored by seven in this game. Paul George is questionable. Uh, That's really the only injury news that we have in this game. But, you know, that's like the the big bomb. Like, uh, obviously, this makes a a massive amount of difference. Like, Paul George is now approaching 10K. But he's just been fantastic. I've hated on him all season. And he just keeps showing me up. Um, what are you doing here with the thunder against Phoenix? Do you think this is a game that if he is like, if this is like a legit thing with this, um, you know, injury, like this is the perfect spot to sit him down. And like, he's not even questionable. He's a game time decision.
2: Yeah. I'm surprised the line is out already, uh, for this game. So, um, but with him being a game time decision, I think, I think you know, Russ Russ becomes like interesting, right? I mean, uh his upside without Paul George, uh, I mean, his usage should go through the rough here. So uh I really love Westbrook. A guy like Dennis Schrader, his shots would go way up. So I mean, let's just say that he sits like twenty-five to thirty percent of the time. If you can if you can increase these guys like projections, like you know, one out of every three times. I mean, it's 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 one of those things where you almost have to project these guys for doing a little bit better, uh, just because of the upside if Paul George were were to sit. So, um, yeah, I'm gonna like a lot of these guys are gonna pop for me for sure tomorrow, uh, just because uh, with you know Paul George being a game time decision.
1: You know, what's interesting too, like on FanDuel and fantasy draft, is you could play Westbrook. You could play some of these guys and just take that shot that we don't get news until after lock and be way ahead of the field. Like what's the worst case scenario? Westbrook and and Paul George plays and Westbrook puts up, you know, 60. I don't really see him dudding in this spot. I don't see him being under 50 in this spot. Like even in a blowout, like if, if OKC blows out Phoenix here, you know, Westbrook is still going to be fine. Like he's not going to likely dud. So like, you're not losing a ton, but you'd be way ahead of the field if we don't have this news before locks. So I like that approach too.
2: Yeah. And you know, like Phoenix early on, they were a super slow uh, team, but I think with Devin Booker, um, you know, being back in the fold here, uh, their pace has kind of gone up. So, uh, and obviously Phoenix is like one of the worst. There are 26 uh, uh, total defense of efficiency. So, yeah, this is a this is a really good spot overall for OKC, um, and I don't expect this game to blow out. And with with how tight the line is, it makes me question you know uh, Paul George playing or not. So I, I I really am leaning towards you know possibly Paul George being out here. Also uh, with Alex Abrines being out, that did give uh, I think a few more minutes to uh, Dennis Schroder. Yeah. Um so that was one big thing I noticed was uh, Dennis Schröder played 34 minutes against Houston. Um if he starts seeing 30 plus minutes, he's a must play at 5300. Um yeah, so not only is Obrinus ruled out already, but Paul George being questionable. I I'm, I'm going to lock button Dennis Schröder for sure.
1: Yeah, I like that call. Um Phoenix I, I, and like I guess we can mention Steven Adams. I just hate the price. Um, love the matchup, hate the price.
2: Yeah, kind of right there with you. Um, they, they priced him. You know, I guess he's priced accordingly. So um, I was trying to run court IQ while you were talking, but I uh, didn't get to it in time. Um, but, yeah, I, I ju- I'm going to have to just see who pops the most here um, with Paul George being out and then kind of just take that into – a calculated risk or like basically figure out how many times do I think that Paul George sits and then kind of work that into my calculations tomorrow.
1: Yeah. So I I had quarter IQ up for this game uh, from when I was researching earlier and, you know, it's very limited minutes uh, with Paul George off the floor and Abrinas off the floor. Like Schroeder has a 32.4% usage rate in 95 minutes, but Westbrook has only played in fifty seven point eight of those minutes, but he's averaging one point seven five fantasy points per minute. So, like Westbrook and Schroeder, uh, you know, are the two guys that just like instantly like pop um, in that scenario. Like Ferguson hasn't played enough minutes, but he has like a twelve percent usage bump. But right. I really think it's I really think it's Schroeder and Westbrook would be the two guys that'd be targeting the most. Like Adams doesn't see really a bump. A um, little bit bump in fantasy points per minute, but his usage kind of stays the same.
2: Yep, that makes sense to me. Like possibly his rebounding rate would go up, but I don't see his usage really being affected too much.
1: Uh Phoenix side of things. Uh what are we looking at here? Booker, Warren.
2: Yeah, Booker coming off that monster game. Uh let's see, 85 100 now. Uh yeah, it's I don't know. This is uh this is a spot where if this game is going to stay close, um, every I think a lot of people are going to be going obviously that clip, uh the Clipper Laker game uh, for the nightcap. Uh, this this could be a great spot to just stack and and hope it goes off. Um, I, I, but I you know I don't really love too much here on the Phoenix side um, other than Booker. So I don't I don't know. Uh, I'd like to hear what you have to say, but TJ Warren's kind of been um, not too impressive with. Uh, booker back in the fold i guess uh three games ago uh with that washington game Uh, that was like a triple overtime game um but yeah i I think outside of booker i I don't love anybody and ayton's at a price like where i can't buy that price for sure
1: the thing i I don't even know if warren's been hurt by that i think Ubre um is just kind of you know he's playing 30 minutes now like sure you know i i think this like they want Ubre to work in this rotation they they wanted Ubre. they went out and got Ubre. like he is going to play 30 minutes tonight in, in this offense eventually and it's like looking like it's starting to happen now um and i don't mind buying getting on him before everybody else um at his price so i don't mind Ubre um i like booker man just the usage is insane like his usage is pushing like 35 percent a game um he had 42 percent usage in brooklyn the other night like the usage is just so insane that like he can put up 60 in any matchup so uh, i definitely like you see i could see a scenario like paul george sitting here and westbrook and booker just
2: going back and forth running up and down the floor against each other Dude, he's such a fun player to watch. I mean, nice. he makes so many difficult shots too look so easy. Uh he's he's just one of the best pure shooters uh in the game. So yeah, I I love I love watching Devin Booker play. And you know, it sucks that he's on a, a really bad Phoenix team, but uh it's nice that he gets to control all the usage at, you know, 35 percent like you said.
1: Phoenix is young. You know, they're getting young. They got Aiden, they got Warren, they got Booker. They right. need a couple more pieces, but You know, they're not the worst team in the NBA by any means. Um, With Booker healthy, it's just they haven't been able to keep Booker and Warren healthy together a lot this season. So Sure. Um, All right. The L.A. game, the Clippers and the Lakers, uh, no total in this game. Obviously, we're waiting on some injury news here. LeBron's already been ruled out for this game. Um, Rondo is on the doubtful side. They said it could be a couple days. It's just going to be a pain tolerance thing. And then McGee is trying to get back um i think it was more of they just don't want him to play a back-to-back but i could see them maybe sitting chandler here um after playing chandler on uh, thursday and maybe giving him a night off here on the back-to-back so we'll have to see how this all plays out uh they seem very interested in Zubok. but let's start with the clippers side of things um what do we like here for the clippers
2: yeah i think uh man i think almost like their whole team is in play right here um I mean Tobias. Tobias, I probably have the most love for at seventy six hundred. Even Danilo, man. I mean Gallinari's been uh, phenomenal. I I don't know why. Wow, Danilo's down to sixty seven hundred. This just seems like a great spot. Don't know why he went down to sixty seven hundred. But even Tobias at seventy six hundred, uh, feel very comfortable with him. Uh, Lou Williams at sixty six, probably not going to buy that. Um, his minutes haven't gone up, even though he's, he's produced monster games. Like, uh, he's still at the 24 minute, 25 minute, 22 minute, somehow producing 40 fantasy points, uh, uh, playing less than half the game, which is ridiculous. Um, and then Montrez is coming off a monster. Uh, that's, this is a spot where, man, if he didn't have that monster and he was still priced at (laughs) 5,700, I would love it. But now him going up to 6,400, uh, ownership's going to be on him. Um, I'm still going to have some love for him, but probably not as much as I would have uh, if he didn't have that monster.
1: He is a better player with Lou Williams on the floor. I've been saying it all season. It's something that I've noticed. He's averaging 1.3 fantasy points with Lou Williams on the floor. He gets down to like one 1.12, I think. Um, I don't have it up in front of me, but – it's like a good point two difference difference um, with Lou Williams on the floor with Harrell. And we, we, we uh, it's just one of those things. Like uh, I think Harrell is a guy that I, I want to go back to the well on here. Um, Love sure. Tobias last time out, um, you know, in that game against Sacramento and he just disappeared in the second half of that game. I hate when that happens. Um, that was the game that they were, Blowing them out, and the Kings bench brought them back. And like, (sighs) Doc had to bring everybody back with like three minutes to go in the game. And like, it was, it was ugly. But by the way, that
2: game went from like uh, being uh, like a 25 point blowout, and then three minutes later being like a four point game. Like, I, I don't know if I've ever seen a lead evaporate that quickly. It was like three minutes where the lead just went down by like 20 points.
1: It was it was weird. We were recording the podcast as that game was happening the other night, and it was just like, "What is going on?" Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, like on the Clippers side of things, I think you pretty much touched on the guys that I like. I like Harris. I like Gallinari, Um, and then I do like Harold in this spot. I think this is a spot that
2: he could really mash in if he gets you know upper twenty minutes. Um, do we know what the Clippers are doing at center? Are they like? Boban got it, the start. It changes last every game. day.
1: It, it changes every day. Every day it changes. That just—it's such a hard situation to figure out.
2: Yeah, if you can project the uh start, um, you know whether that be on Yahoo or Fanduel, he's 100% in play. Um, but this is a spot too where you want you want the center that's going to get you know 24 minutes. So even Gortat, uh, Gortat is in play if. Eh. He really no, hasn't – yeah, <laughs> I, I guess – yeah, I mean, even if he gets a start, he's probably not going to get you the 24 minutes needed. But, man, there's – the Boban so – <laughs> yeah, Boban, Boban starts are so much better. So, I mean, I'd be comfortable even with 18 uh, Boban minutes versus the Lakers here. So, um, yeah, and and uh, I believe Javel yeah, Javel was on the bench – tonight so he's i think he's ready to go and chandler got 21 minutes tonight so uh, i kind of liked your idea that they might sit chandler and uh javel would be back in the rotation here
1: they could give zubach a night off too he's been playing a ton of minutes um, For sure. you know he's been he's been solid he only played 20 minutes um in the game on um thursday night so Really, the Lakers are easy for me. Um, you know, it's Lonzo if Rondo sits. It's Kuzma no matter what. Um, it's Josh Hart on the cheap side. And I think Ingram has a, a, an opportunity to bounce back here. But really, like, we almost saw a triple-double from Lonzo uh, on Thursday. It was a rebound short. Like, he just, with Rondo out, LeBron out, like, you know, Lonzo at under 6K is just a guy, like, I, I'm just going to lock and load play.
2: Yeah, that's a ridiculous stat line too. I mean, that's like a that's one of his most monster lines I think I've seen 9, nine two and one. Yeah, that's that's ridiculous. Uh, yeah, totally agree. Lonzo's a lock tomorrow. Um, at fifty nine hundred. Um, Brandon Ingram also basically a lock for me. He pops like he's a totally different player with LeBron off the court. So you're getting a fourteen hundred dollars savings from Kuzma to Ingram um i'll take that all day so uh love ingram for tomorrow kuzma not as much love for me he's at 7700 he can still obviously get it done but uh just a spot where i'd rather go a little bit cheaper here with ball and ingram
1: yeah and uh, you know kuzma maybe more of a play on fandle at Mm 7200 but you know ingram on fandle 68 they're like only 400 dollars difference over there um I'm not even concerned about these guys playing big minutes on Thursday. I think they run them right back here. um, Sacramento. I don't even know if they'd fly back from Sacramento. It's not that far. Um, You know, Kuzma took 24 shots. Ingram took 19. Um, Really, the three guys you're looking at here uh, still, uh, Ball, Kuzma, Ingram. You know, Hart played over 30 minutes. Casey P P played 28 minutes, but he's just been awful this season. Uh, I just... Stick with the three main guys, and then, you know, Josh Hart on Fanduel at 3,700 is just a guy. There's no reason not to play him at that price over there um, when he's going to play 30-plus minutes in this game.
2: Yeah, I would like to see his uh, shot attempts go up. I mean, he only had eight attempts in 33 minutes. Um, Kuzma and Ingram just took all the usage tonight. <laughs> so even Lonzo got 13 shots up. So, yeah, yeah I mean <laughs> – it's pretty crazy to think that two shooting guards in Josh Hart and uh, KCP only got 12 shots off. So um, you're right though. Josh Hart um, getting the starting nod here at, uh, at 4,200 tomorrow, uh, or I should say on Friday uh, should be a great play.
1: Yeah. It, it's just his price across the industry. I know you play a lot on Yahoo. Mm-hmm. He's probably almost min salary over there. He's almost min salary on FanDuel. He's 8,300 on fantasy draft. Um, he's just cheap everywhere. Like, if he's going to play 30-plus minutes, you just hope that he shoots more in this game. Um, these games always – these LA – these two teams playing in, you know, LA against each other, these games are always games that usually typically score more too. So, um, it be interesting to see what this line opens up at.
2: Yeah, and just a note too that Lance Stevenson got 19 minutes. That was uh... – like I didn't know what to project them in my models for minutes. Um, I I ended up projecting them for 23 or 23 and a half minutes. So uh, I was curious, you know, once, once the Josh Hart news came down that Josh Hart was starting, um, obviously Josh Hart became the play over uh, Lance, but you know, if they change it up and they give Lance a start tomorrow, um, that would be obviously a great play. Yep. Don't disagree.
1: All right, let's play the morning grind game and then we'll get out of here for the weekend. Um, give me your favorite game to go either over or under the game total that we have right now.
2: Um over or under the total. Let's do I'll take uh I'll take the under in the New Orleans Dallas game. All right. I'm gonna take the
1: over in the Phoenix game. We have it sitting at 223 right now. I'm going to take the over in that game.
2: Yeah, that's good if George is out too. I mean, that's less defense for old KC. Uh,
1: Favorite player on DraftKings, under 5K to go 7X. Uh, we've talked about a bunch of guys in this price range. Um, give me a guy. First look, uh, who do you like here?
2: Uh, let's see. I know I had a guy for sure. I'm trying to remember who it was.
1: There's a few down here um, that I feel pretty good about. Uh, on the slate.
2: Uh, why don't you go for it first?
1: Um, give me Hernan Gomez. I think they'll run it back with him again.
2: All right. Um, gosh. I know I had somebody that was like a lock right at that price range. Oh, this is brutal. Caught me caught me off guard. Um, I'll do... I'll do... Yeah, yeah, even though I don't like it. Joe Harris at 4900 Um not
1: in total love with that play. Yeah, you know, there's Burks, there's Ubre, um, there's M- Marquise Morris. Like there, there's some plays under five k today. Um, Josh Hart is forty two. Like there's guys that you know can seven mm-hmm. x. Like Jeff Green bounced back in. We talked about him. Uh, just kind of sure. scrolling down here. Like there's 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 a lot of options um, for Collison. You know,
2: Collison at four thousand six hundred makes a lot of sense if uh, the injuries. Um, play out for him yep. yep uh
1: over 8k not the 5x who's your bus today over 8 to
2: not 5x let's go <laughs> i'm gonna yeah i'm gonna kind of gamble on this guy i'm gonna say uh i'm gonna say towns all right cat because i think he's gonna be really popular but i don't i don't think uh yeah, I don't think it's gonna be warranted. You know,
1: I just this is a spot I don't think um, Drummond gets there today. Uh, mm-hmm. He's one of my least favorite centers centers on this plate on this slate. So Drummond's gonna be my guy. Uh, first look, give me your favorite six X. Uh, favorite
2: six X. That was brutal. Um, man, I had so many good plays in my head like going through that slate. Now I'm trying to refine them. Uh why don't you go first again
1: <laughs> uh give me lonzo i just okay. I, I i have a tough time not seeing lonzo um get 6x at his price
2: yeah i think i think that's a lot to you uh dennis Schroder for sure for me
1: i was waiting for you to say it too i almost wrote it down as we were going i was like he loves him today i'm shocked yeah. he didn't say it so yeah. um all right brett it's been fun we're gonna get out of here for the weekend any final thoughts here no, man, this is actually a really good slate. Like,
2: I mean, th- sure, there's a few throwaway games, but I think there's uh, there's ways to be contrarian and uh, get exposure in good spots. So um, a lot a lot, obviously will depend on injury news as like any other slate, but uh, yeah, really fun 10-gamer. Fun All right, well, on that note, uh, we're going to get out of here. I hope everyone has an awesome weekend.
1: Uh, we'll be back on Monday for the final podcast of the year. Yes, final podcast of the year right before the New Year. So hope everyone crushes it. Good luck in your contest, and we'll see you guys again on Monday.